Welcome to the next best podcast with your hosts, Chris Cashman. 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker, Mr. America, and twice Mr. Universe. And Chris Daniels. Time Magazine even named him Person of the Century. Now, from the CNC Podcast Factory, here's the next best podcast. Back together again in the CNC podcast studio, Chris. Busy week for you. You've been traveling hockey-related. Hockey-related, Seattle-related, Seattle and the NHL. Are they going to come together? In order to talk about whether they're going to come together, we had to go somewhere else. Here we are in 2018. Yes. A new year. Uh, same story, uh, but new developments for the podcast and, and how far we've come over the past year, Chris. In fact, I was checking our social media. You know, we've got at NextBestPod on Twitter yes. and on Instagram. Yes. And we've got some feedback over the past week. Uh, when we got together last, we were talking about some of the team names that have yes. surfaced for the NHL. Some of the 13 names that may or may not be the 13 names. I don't know if you saw some of the reaction online from some of our friends and fans and maybe even some of them sworn enemies but some of them <laughs> uh, were behind some of the names and some people were were very upset about some of the names and did you hear for you parents out there and even for you youngsters you can relate to when your parents say this to you perhaps worse than being punished or getting in trouble is when you disappoint your parents right right I'm not mad at you I'm just disappointed <laughs> and did you see that we have we disappointed at least one fan uh, who did not like your support. Your support, you made it clear that your favorite name was... Steelheads. Steelheads, Seattle Steelheads. If if you were to vote right now based on the candidate, that's right. the one you like. I don't dislike it. You know, I mean, you know, maybe cut it in half. I don't know, it could yeah. be a Seattle Steel is like a short yeah. thing. Um, I don't. I didn't dislike it. I didn't love any of the names, but we did get tweets saying that they were disappointed. Disappointed in us. Right here from Aristotle T., don't tell me you actually like the Seattle Steelhead's name. <laughs> Not mad, comma, just disappointed. And I don't know if you saw, uh, and thank you, Aristotle T., um, a guy who knows a thing or two about fancy names, I should point out. Uh, I don't know if you saw my response, but I did point out that we've been disappointing people since, what, 2016. Yes. Um, There's been a lot of disappointments as we talk about the arena and teams since... God, 2006, 2007, 2008, man, disappointed over steelheads. I, I thought one of the best, uh, some of the best feedback I got, and, and it was legitimate. I, I had not thought of it that, you know, the Evergreens and Emeralds were a couple of names that were kicked right. around. I was like, yeah, I could see Seattle warming to that. And sure. then uh, uh, one of the users pointed out on, on Twitter that, well, what are you supposed to say for emeralds in short? Go M's? That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, yeah. Good point. That kind of crosses that one off the list. Huh. Because, you know, the Mariners and the, yeah. everybody calls the Mariners the M's. So I don't think emeralds is going to work based having, on that alone. I thought it was great point. feedback. And you do have to think about that. You have to think about the logos, yep. the nicknames. Uh, Marketing you know, campaigns. Yeah, the acronyms. And if we abbreviate it, what does that sound like? Somebody online was having fun with me. We talked about the Seahawks, but like more like a ham hawk. Hawks. Yeah, yeah. I think there'd be some confusion there. I would like it if somehow, some way, we could be synchronized with the color schemes. You know, maybe yeah. it's just the, the current look of the Seahawks. Blue but I think and green. We can borrow yeah. some of those colors and, and kind of 
infuse them into the other jerseys. Anyway. The, the tricky thing is the Vancouver Canucks almost have the same color scheme as the right. Seahawks, Mariners, Sounders. So that's going to be almost one of the tricky vintage things. Vintage Seahawks yeah. look. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Chris, we did want to get together today because uh, you just got back this week uh, from warmer temperatures on the other coast because the NHL got together for a little all-star get-together, and you were there. This is one of those... I was there. Exclusive. Play the exclusive sound effect. There it is. <laughs> Go. You were. You had the exclusive. You were the uh, the lone media representative from Seattle. Yeah, we were, uh, we were, I guess, carrying the flag for Seattle to ask the questions about Seattle, and uh, you know, I've I've gotten to know some of the the media members that cover the NHL on a regular basis. So it was good to see through social media. So it was good to see uh, them in, in in person as well. And uh, you know, there's a lot of talk in the hallways at Amelie Arena in Tampa about Seattle. I think it was one of the main topics down there, both uh, uh, in front of cameras and and off cameras. And uh, there were a lot of questions I posed to Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, about the bid that everybody is now expecting from Seattle to the NHL for an expansion franchise in 2020. And in the made-for-TV press conference, that's the State of the Union press conference uh, for Gary Bettman and Bill Daly, who's the deputy commissioner, I brought up Seattle. Chris Daniels from King TV in Seattle, so you can probably guess what question is coming. Um, there, there's a report today that the Oakview Group is very close to sending in their paperwork for an expansion franchise. If that is the case, what is the timeline going forward? And also, as far as the league is concerned, what is the additive quality for the existing franchise in Vancouver to have a team down the road in Seattle as far as you're concerned? Well, Vancouver says they're very excited about the possibility of having a geographic rival. Uh, the, uh, the good people in Seattle who are in pursuit potentially of an expansion franchise have told us uh, that they are working on the expansion application and they anticipate being ready to file it in the not-too-distant future. The timetable in terms of filing an expansion application, uh, doing a season ticket drive, is largely up to them. We can respond to the extent that we're getting the information we need uh, on a timely basis, whatever that timetable is, so that we can go through the processes that we have. And so when you next ask me what are the attributes of Seattle, hopefully we'll have done enough homework, if this is moving forward, to be able to answer that question. Do you think it's mid-year of 2018? I I don't want to project because then the clock's running, and this is more about process than timing. So, of course, Chris, he is uh, talking about something that many fans or or potential fans in this area have thought about, and the fact that, hey, we'd have a a notable team just a couple of hours up the freeway here in Vancouver. Yeah, and I think what you heard there from the commissioner is also – uh, that w- we should expect the actual application from the Oakview Group, from David Bonderman, from Jerry Bruckheimer here in the days or, or next couple of weeks. So that's right around the corner. And, and yeah, I think he's taking the he, – he's very careful with his wording. Uh, <laughs> if you've noticed over time, and, and uh, it, it's, it's interesting to watch him speak and kind of read between the lines, but uh, Vancouver has come out and said they, are, they would be welcoming to a sure. Seattle franchise – uh, and that it would would be good for their product as well to have a team right down the road. Uh, but there are still some T's to cross and I's to dot, and I think he doesn't want to put a deadline on it. But we're we're looking at this all settling out probably in the next 
six months. And, and you know, one of the things that I, I approached him on at another event was uh, some of the developments here in Seattle. What happens if that application is submitted? And how does he feel after, after watching multiple mayors in Seattle come and go over a short amount of time? How does he feel about the political climate? So I was able to, to talk to him about both of those things at another event in Tampa. I know you met with the Seattle mayor earlier in the week. Uh, how would you characterize that conversation? It was very pleasant. It was very constructive. The mayor is very, very enthused. And uh, we'll see what happens. you have a barometer on season ticket sales, what they need to show you in Seattle? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, prejudge anything that they do. They haven't yet filed an application, so there's some preliminary work to be done. So some great info there on your conversation, uh, press conference style with Gary Bettman, yep. commissioner of the NHL. Uh, he met with the mayor, check, the current mayor. That went well. He met her. They're, everything's good and friendly there. And then the season tickets, that is a great uh, question, of course, because everybody wants to know. Uh, it's kind of the reverse engineered situation where drum up interest, see how much you get first. That helps, uh, you know, the effort to, to get a team, an expansion team, which, Chris, I mean, what's your impression? You were there. You were around the executives. And we're going to get to some more because you talked to some owners as well yeah. from Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights. So you, you got some actual perspective from people with skin in the game, with yep. ownership. So you got some different perspectives yeah. from the, the top brass, the ownership, the team presidents. It's easy to sit out here in Seattle and, and think this is the hottest topic in the NHL. Every now and again, you get an outside perspective. I told you I listened to a sports money podcast that Forbes puts out. He talked with Gary Bettman a couple of weeks ago, and I got a different reaction after listening to that podcast because it really kind of was swept aside. Like, Seattle? Yeah, we'll see. Next. Next topic. So it, it, it reminded me that it's easy to be out of sight, out of mind, but it seems like from your trip and your perspective – that this is very much top of mind around hockey. I, I think if you read some of the uh, the, the well-respected national writers uh, and, and what they wrote about coming out of these meetings, this was one of the top three items down uh, in in Tampa. And I think the, Gary Bettman watches his words uh, for a reason uh, on, on this stuff. The, the NHL has <laughs> set up. Uh, and they, I think they've gone about this the right way. They did it with with Las Vegas. Is we're willing to put out an application. We're going to accept an application. We'll allow them to do a season ticket drive. That's all done to allow the NHL to have an out if, say, hypothetically speaking, something goes wrong with the key arena plant, something right. goes wrong with the financing, they can still save face. It's the reason why the NHL a few years back said, we're going to accept expansion applications from everybody because they wanted to allow Seattle and potentially multiple groups at that time in Seattle to submit applications and not make a declarative statement where then the NHL looks bad and Gary Bettman and, and league leadership looks bad if something goes sideways. So they're going about this the right way. That's why Gary Bettman is using the, the wording he is from a league perspective. But yeah, talking Talking with people in the hallways, talking with people uh, uh, like uh, the owner of the Tampa Bay Lightning, it seems like there is more momentum now than there ever has been for closing the deal and bringing an NHL franchise to Seattle. Jeff Vinnick is his name. And just to point out... Um, yeah, he had a home ice advantage there uh, for the All-Star game, but you got to talk to him. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we, we caught up with him in kind of the suburbs of... Tampa, where they were opening a new boys and girls club. Uh, he and his wife have have put some money into that, uh, and, and opening up a a roller hockey ball hockey rink outside the boys and girls club. And and just to quickly point out, I mean he 
he's clearly done a lot of work and put a lot of money into that area near Tampa. I was telling you mm-hmm. uh, off mic that, that we were down there a few years ago when Todd Lewicki was was helping to run that franchise, and and there really wasn't a lot around that building. And for people trying to connect the dots with those names, yes, not Tim Lewicki, Todd, Todd Lewicki, brother of Tim Lewicki, and people remember him from. Different pockets like Seahawks. Yeah, you know, and, right? and and that factors into this whole Seattle story right. as well when talking with Jeff Vinnick. And, and, we, and we did talk with him about you know Todd Lewicki being a part of his franchise. And at that time when we were down there, the arena still needed some work, surrounded by empty parking lots. Hmm. And Jeff Vinnick and Bill Gates and Bill Gates' investment firm has now put a ton of money into downtown Tampa right. around that arena. It kind of looks like uh, what you'd see in South Lake Union with cranes and new high rises. I was gonna going to say up. when I just looked up Vinick before we did this to to see what what's new. One of the most recent articles talks about about a week ago where he just announced this one billion dollar plan for city redevelopment, the waterfront. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of uh, you know visual aids and artist renderings, and seems somewhat familiar to what we've seen roll out here in Seattle over the past half a year or to a year. Yeah, so he's. He's got a good reputation in that town as a philanthropist, yeah. uh, and, and we'll share more of that conversation with Jeff Finnick in the future, but but I did have a chance at this event to talk to him about Seattle specifically and, and what he sees going forward uh, if the franchise will come to be here in the next few months. I love Seattle. It's probably one of the hottest cities in the country right now. We hope Tampa can get that hot sometime in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> Vinick, who has a key role on the NHL's executive committee, is more direct at where the puck will eventually stop. You know, we will be going through a process. It takes a period of time, and uh, um, hopefully at the end of that process, things work out, and uh, we'll have a team on the ice there. So, Chris, that's just a small uh, sample of your discussion, but nothing but positives about Seattle. Uh, it's always nice to get to get smiles and nice things said about you from, uh, you know, about as far away as you can get in this country. Yeah, and he had a lot of nice things to say about Bill Gates and Todd Lywicki. I mean, there's your Seattle connection right right, right there with uh, Jeff Vinnick down in Tampa. But, um, yeah, you know, it was nice to see uh, this whole idea that, that sports builds communities and, and you know, at, at times in, in Seattle there have been city council members who don't, say that there isn't really a civic benefit to having right. a sports franchise. I actually saw it in Tampa Bay with the opening of this Boys and Girls Club and the opening of this roller uh, hockey or ball hockey rink that there were a lot of kids using it, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of joy around that area uh, in Tampa where we met up with Jeff Finnick. I will also say, you know, we're in this weird time here in Seattle where most of us had our eyes focused on the Sonics, right? Yep. That's why we started this essentially podcast was to keep our eyes on the arena situations. And when Sonics news, NBA news happened, we knew you'd be all over it and we could talk about it, what it really means rather than just headlines. That evolved, of course, and now the NHL has jumped out in front. Yep. There's some tempered enthusiasm. There's the hockey fans legitimately that are very excited. Then there's some people who are on the fence, some people who are hurt because they think this is distracting from the Sonics issue. I won't pretend to be a big hockey fan. I do appreciate it. And the only time I've seen professional hockey, NHL hockey, was in Tampa visiting a friend and went to a Lightning game. And I will say it was so much more interesting and exciting than the hockey I had experienced. This is to take nothing away from the Thunderbirds or the Silvertips and Everett. These are great teams, but I think the average hockey fan forgets that there is such a substantial leap between the hockey you have probably experienced and NHL hockey. That would essentially be like the Mariners 
and the Tacoma Rainiers, that's not even a fair leap because right. that's a shorter gap. That yep. would be like saying, no, 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 this is the, the Bend Elks in Bend, Oregon. Right. Great, fun experience, but essentially kids versus, you know, grown-up professionals, highly paid athletes. It's a different experience. It is much more exciting, and I, I feel very confident that when the NHL comes to Seattle— it won't take very long before people who were not fans before will suddenly say, oh, wow, I had no idea. It doesn't translate well yeah. on television. In my opinion, it, I, I don't it think it's a great TV very sport, poorly yeah. on TV. In person, it's very exciting. I will say that as an aside, uh, since you just mentioned the Sonics, boy, for anybody from Seattle who goes to a Tampa Bay Lightning game right now, uh, you've heard of the Imagine Dragons yeah. and, and their song Thunder. Yeah. They play that over and over <laughs> and over because it's there's there's a mention of thunder, and bring lightning. the lightning, and, and it, it plays right into the marketing campaign, which is you know something we just talked about. But it's all over the place in Tampa. It is on repeat. They're playing it on the loudspeakers at the fan fest. I was like, <laughs> it's bad enough that the uh, that the thunder are doing well in Oklahoma City. I'm sure they're using that song down there as well. But right. they play it over and over. It's a good song. I like the Imagine Dragons, but um, yeah, that would have been no, tough for anybody from Seattle. You've just ruined it for yeah. me forever. I don't yeah. want it. Uh, you didn't uh, just speak to Jeff Vinnick. Uh, you also got to talk to the uh, team president of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who, uh, let's be honest, a lot of people are going, who are they? Who are they? They are the top team in the Western Conference of the National Hockey League. They've been a phenomenon mm-hmm. down in Vegas uh, as a first-year franchise, right. an expansion franchise. Gary Bettman in, in uh, the press conference uh, you just heard a clip from talked about the next expansion franchise will probably have the same rules as Vegas, which is good news for people in Seattle because expansion franchises are always thought to be horrible out of the gate. But the way that the NHL crafted their expansion draft allowed certain players to be drafted by Vegas, good players, and out of the gate, they've been good. They've uh, had a tremendous home record, uh, been really good at home, uh, okay on the road, but but enough to lead the Western Conference, and uh, the, the the games have been sold out, and, and they've just been a a remarkable success uh, that that nobody really anticipated. Uh, their goalie, uh, he he's been an, he was an all star. They had mm-hmm. multiple all stars down there, and so that brought their team president Kerry Bubbles down to uh, Tampa Bay, and we had a chance to talk about suggestions for Seattle, what it takes to be a first-year franchise, lessons he's learned. And, and I, I asked him specifically if he thought the time was right for Seattle to, to have an NHL franchise. From what you know about the Seattle market, do you think it's, it's ready for the NHL? Absolutely. I mean, obviously you're talking about one of the top markets in the country. You've got two other major professional teams there that do incredibly well. Again, the Sounders on the soccer side. You guys understand what professional sports does, and um, I think this is a perfect fit. Um, without the, you know, the Sonics have been gone for almost a decade now, and I think it's the perfect time for the great new development with the uh, changes that they're going to make at Key Arena and the investments that they're going to make. So an interesting uh, snippet there from your conversation with Gary Bubbles, the uh, president there of the Golden Knights, Chris. I like uh, just about everything he had to say, but I I'm trying to read into everything, you know, in, you know, any any buzzwords, anything in these sound bites that jumps off to me. And the first thing that jumped off to me was the fact that he very quickly referenced Key Arena 
by name. And again, out of sight, out of mind, you would think a guy there in Las Vegas with his own head in the actual sand doing his own thing would not be terribly aware of exactly the, the nuances here in Seattle. But the fact that he talked about Kirina by name, referenced it, tells me, no, this is that they are definitely having these discussions. Everybody is in on this behind the scenes. They're just all probably, you know, uh, choosing their words wisely because until things are official, until things are announced, they got to probably all almost pretend that they don't know as much as they know. No, I, he, he's well aware of the development at Seattle Center, well uh, aware of the price tag there. Uh, he had a lot of interesting things to say about, you know, the, the long-term success of that franchise, building new community rinks, building new ice. I, I know that there are uh, a lot of hockey fans in this area who don't believe there's enough ice so, you know, he said that's that's what's going to help that franchise long term. So he had a lot of good things to say, but but clearly I think what you just heard in, in from Kerry Bubbles and from Jeff Finnick is they are bullish on Seattle mm-hmm. and, and bullish on this market and believe that uh, the time is right for Seattle to finally have an NHL franchise. It's been talked about on and off for what seems like 30 or 40 years in mm-hmm. Seattle and, and – you know all all this uh, all the twists and turns, especially in the last five or six years. Based on my trip to Tampa Bay, it seems closer than ever that there will be an announcement officially from the NHL with a start date for a new franchise. Now I forgot to ask you this: you just got back from Tampa, the All Star Game. Did you actually get to go in and experience it? Yes, you did witness. Yes, it. because if you look up, if you go search right now, NHL All Star. One of the first things that come up is the hottest topics on the internet, and I can get your first-hand opinion, is what did you make of, apparently, hot one of the hottest country stars <laughs> in the country, <laughs> according to the PA announcer, Brett Young, who uh, did the Star-Spangled Banner. They did the Canadian National Anthem. Yeah. Then Brett Young came out to do the Star-Spangled Banner, and uh, according to the internet, uh, not popular because of he, he kind of how would you say it? he milked it, was, it went very yeah. very slow. In fact, if you don't if you didn't see it, we can make it available on a double album. I just <laughs> I just watched it on on YouTube and there there are some pauses in there that would it would make NPR blush. I I, I didn't under I I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't understand the <laughs> outrage. I I did find it. It was it was kind of uh, I was telling my colleague uh, Ty Wynn, who was down on the trip with me how how strange it was that Flo Rida was opening up the skills competition. <laughs> and a few years ago, I was down for the NBA All-Star Game in Orlando, and Flo Rida opened up that uh, that contest as well. So Flo Rida apparently doesn't like to leave Florida no. for All-Star competitions, but uh, it, it, was, it was kind of funny to see him again at one yeah. of these things. Well, Chris, there's a lot of great content that you have from that trip, uh, a lot of it that we didn't get into today, but uh, folks uh, who like to watch you on the TV side, King5 and King5.com, uh, you can see some of the stories you've done and some that you have yet to release that will be yes. coming soon, right? Uh, stay tuned. We're going to be rolling out some more, and I think content that people in Seattle that want to see a hockey team, mm-hmm. they're going to be happy to hear what we have heard down in Florida. We rarely tease ahead to our next show, but our next show will be jam-packed with a lot of great 
interviews, what people are actually saying. You've got another little getaway coming up, and we'll leave yeah. that in the shroud of mystery. Yes. But, but uh, make sure you, you tell a friend and spread the word. If you haven't subscribed already, do so. We do all those things that, you know, people tell you to do on podcasts, yeah. and you guys never do it. I get it. That's fine. <laughs> but we'd like it if you subscribed. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram, at NextBestPod, and we do have a phone line. We rarely promote it, but I thought, what if we put in a feedback line so that some of these people who don't want to tweet but might want to call and say, this is crazy, or here's what the team name should be. We know you've got opinions. We'd love for you to share them with us. 206-448-3600. If you leave that voicemail, it will send me that audio directly. And if it's fun for the show, we'd love to include it on the podcast. But so far, you know how many uh, actual comments and feedback voicemails I've gotten, Chris? How much? Well, I will just say I'm starting to feel like my own mother, where it's like, why don't you call? No one's calling. So you're um, disappointed. We've gotten a lot. I've got a lot of spam, a lot of 800 numbers. Once I switch, because once you switch over, yeah. you know, you get to put on all these databases. So we've yeah. got all sorts of. I I don't know if I've told you this, but I opened up about seven credit cards for the next best podcast. We, <laughs> I mean, we've got free money for days, but we'd love to hear from you guys. 206-448-3600, whether it's the arena itself, whether it's the hockey team, the team name. Or you're just mad about the Sonics and why they're getting left in the dust during all of this. We'd love to hear from you. Now, one post note to the show, and we rarely do this, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for putting up with what I will call my loudest pair of shoes, Chris. Have you noticed my loud pair of shoes here today? No. Watch, if I just shift my weight. <laughs> Sounds like a pirate ship. But no, those are Christmas shoes, ladies uh. and gentlemen. I'll have them worn in by the next episode. This is the exclusive ending of the Next Best Podcast.